finally, the Lakers have come back to the NBA Finals. All is right in this world. You know, when you think about it, like, you know, just the Laker fan base in general, like, they haven't really truly dealt with, you know, like a really true rebuild. I mean, we're being honest, like, dude, the Lakers are, like, one of the luckiest, like, teams of all time, right? I mean, you, you just, it's like a walking, revolving door of all-time greats coming to play for the Lakers. And, you know, I mean, think about it. Like, it goes all the way back. Jerry West, Will Chamberlain, you know, Elgin Baylor. And it goes to, you know, Kareem Magic, Worthy. Goes to the 90s with Shaquille O'Neal, Nick Van Nexo. Um, who else? Eldon Campbell. Eddie Jones, you know, drafting Kobe Bryant, 2003 Pete Lakers, Shaq and Kobe. You get a little, you know, mini, mini rebuild, you know, seasons with, you know, Kobe and them bum-ass players like Smush Parker, Chris Mims, Brian Cook. Who the hell? One of the Brian Hill or Brian Grant. Brian Grant, like one of the Grant, you know. Um, sons, um, Slava Mevidenko. My God, who else? And then you get you trade to get Pogasol, right? Boom, championships. Fast forward to you know a three peat attempt. I mean, not three peat attempt, but big three attempt of Dwight Howard, you know, Steve Nash and stuff. They didn't work out. I mean, it was a bad fit to begin with. I mean, Kobe Bryant does not play well with, you know, with point guards like that because of how dominant, ball dominant he is. So, you know, that wasn't really going to work out. It was, like, it, was a, it was a last bet into, you know, championship number six. But, you know, it is what it is. And then, you you, you know, you know, stuff happens and a full rebuild commences, right? We get... Some trash ass teams, dude. Trash ass teams where, you know, the only bright spot in the Lakers was Jordan Clarkson. I remember that. Like, we had players with Byron Scott, the worst coach in NBA history, bar none. Right? Bar none. And. Man, we got Ryan Kelly, we got freaking Robert Sacre. Robert Sacre. We got Kent Bazemore, Jody Meeks. Dude, who's that? Who's that dude that Byron Scott? Said it was like the head of the snake or something. Well, he didn't want to play D'Angelo Russell. He didn't want to start him. He wanted to bring him off the bench and have this other like seven-year vet that didn't do anything in the NBA. I'm like, ah, this guy's the worst, right? Went from Jordan Clarkson, Julius Randle, then we get D'Angelo Russell and Brandon Ingram. And I'm like, man, you know, as a Laker fan, like, all right, you know what? I'm all for this true rebuild, right? I'm all for this. You know, because, like, 
you know, having Kobe Bryant for 20 years, you know, is great, right? Now it's time to move on to, like, try to find out the next one, right? I was 100% full believer in both D'Angelo Russell and Brandon Ingram, right? I always thought Julius Randle was so trash. Like, people were saying, like, you know, Laker fans are always delusional, thinking we got, like, the next one up, next one up. You know, Julius Randle, oh, Julius Randle's the next, you know, Charles Barkley, right? Look how he rebounds. Like, he's undersized. He can play the Draymond Green role. Like, dude, get the fuck out of here, man. Stop it. Get some help. Julius Randle is trash juice, right? Yeah. Like, ugh. Like, you know, Laker fans always, you know, try to bump up people. Like, Kyle Kuzma. People thought Kyle Kuzma was an all-star his first rookie season. Like, bro, Kyle Kuzma, he is what he is because he's, he's like, a, dude, he was, like, so old already, right? Like, can he make an all-star appearance? Probably, like, one, like, one time. Like, maybe. I'll give him that, right? But, I mean, just by watching him play in this playoff, bro, this dude got... IQ of a freaking rock, man. Like, dude, well, how you pump, how you, how you falling for pump fakes from the three-point line? Like, come on, man. Like, dude, like, he does not, he just messes up the flow of the game, bro. But, you know, whatever, right? You know, I was 100% believer in D'Angelo Russell and Brandon Ingram. Like, people want to say Brandon Ingram's the next Kevin Durant. No way, bro. I thought Kim, I thought no, not Kevin Durant, but I thought Brandy Ingram would have made a great slasher and play like maybe like the James Worthy role slash you know Grant Hill role because dude, I mean I thought you know once this dude becomes an all star he can easily give you like you know twenty five five and five on elite defense and be like a two way player right. And, but I don't want him to hold, like, you know, like, I need him to improve, like, you know, ball handling and stuff. Because his his ball handling is suspect as hell, you know, coming into, like, the NBA. I was like, dude, this, this dude's whack, man, <laughs> with, the, with the handle. Like, dude, relax. You know, you just need tighter handles and, you, and you know, drive it in and you should be good, right? I mean, people want to make him out to be Kevin Durant just because he's skinny and long. Like, dude, this guy was never the score of the likes of Kevin Durant. I mean, if you want to think, if you want to talk about Kevin Durant, yeah, think of Michael Porter Jr. Man, that's like the closest you can get, probably. But you know, going back to you know D'Angelo Russell, I thought D'Angelo Russell was gonna be All Star too, and he did make the All Star. Like I thought, you know, D'Angelo Russell was gonna be like, uh, be like, what's a what's a guard that D'Angelo Russell can be compared to, right? I thought he was going to be like, you know, play that Chauncey Billups role. You know, obviously not that defensive, you know, not as good as defensively as Chauncey Billups, but, you know, high IQ, you know, you know high IQ, three-point, hit big shots and, and whatnot, lead the team. Like, I thought those two can fit with each other, right? But, you know, things happen, you know, you know, who would have who thought? You know, D'Angelo Russell pulled out the Takashi 69 thing on Nick Young. I mean, he, it's so it's so weird how like you know, like Nick Young got a pass, right, for like, you know, doing the thing he did of Iggy Azalea and like all the blame. 
just overshadowed to D'Angelo Russell, but you know it is what it is, right? So you know, I was just thinking about it, you know, what if, right? You know, what if we kept those guys? Like, dude, if I was the Lakers, like I don't give a I don't give a shit. Like, you know, fuck Nick Young. Like, yo, my investment is in D'Angelo Russell and Brandon Ingram. You know, they traded for Lonzo Ball, who I never liked. I'm like, bro. Oh, Lonzo Ball the next Jason Kidd, huh? Okay. Like, we'll get out of here, bro. You know. You know, this dude, I always thought Lonzo Ball would have been like a Ricky Rubio type player. And, you know, Ricky Rubio's nice and all, but Ricky Rubio is a bust for because of what he was supposed to be. I mean, just think about Ricky Rubio was supposed to be the next, you know, best point guard. I mean, if he ever had a shot, right? Dude, like, Ricky Rubio plays elite defense, you know, high IQ. He can lead the offense to change your team, right? But his shooting has always, you know, been what brought him down. Like, if you improved his shooting, like, he shoots, like, what, like, 40% from, like, two and, like, I don't know what he shoots from three. Probably, like, 30%, right? If he just bumped those percentages to, like, you know, league average, right? Is he not, like, is he not, like, a top, like, five point guard, seems like? If you boost up everything, just league average, like, I mean... He gives you everything you need, point guard, except for shooting, right? But, you know, it is what it is, right? Like, that's why I thought Alonzo Ball was like, dude, this guy is so suspect in shooting. His mechanics are bad. I'm like, what is the hype with this dude? I don't understand, but LeBron traded his ass and Ingram, so, you know, what if, right? What if, but, you know, those has been dark times for the Lakers. Been through the dark ages now. LeBron James comes, trades everyone for Anthony Davis, and now we're we're set, bro. We're back. And you know, it's been ten years since uh, the last finals, and some good stuff, dude, for like, the Laker fans. I you know have been through it, and, like the dark ages is some good stuff. I mean, I had a friend like I was talking to. He's like, yo, man, you know, I'm starting to care about basketball now because of how good we are. I'm thinking like, damn, dude, like front runner, huh? All right. But, you know, most Laker fans are like kind of like front runners too, like sometimes, right? So all in all, some good stuff, you know, for the Lakers, you know. Congrats to the on to the finals, and you know honestly, I don't think anyone can beat the Lakers right now. Just from looking at the East, but we'll see. So, you know, just by looking at the matchups right now, you got the you got the, in the East, you got Miami Heat, which is looking like the team to go to the finals, and the Celtics. Right? I mean, can any of the can you even make the argument that any of the East teams can really beat the Lakers, right? I mean, I mean, just think about the Lakers. Like, Lakers can match basically any team. Go big, go small. They have the team and the talent, right? They got, I mean, you just think about it. Like, the most talent that, you know, the, the Clippers have the most talent, right? And then you go down, and the most talented team next is up is, like, the, the Lakers, right? I mean, you if you get, like... LeBron James, you get, you know, Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, you know, Rondo, and then you got Casey Poop, like, playing, like, you know, legitly now. 
Danny Green is there. Like, a lot of these, like, you know, teams with championship experience, right? And they're built for the playoffs. And then, you know, here we are in the finals, right? And then you go, you go to the East, like, the only team, theoretically, right, that I can see beating the Lakers, and this is theoretically, there's no way they can, I don't think it's going to happen, but it's probably like the Celtics, right? I mean, they have all the wing players and scoring output to keep up with the Lakers. You know, Kemba Walker, just Tatum, Jalen Brown, they got the defensive aspect as well, Marcus Smart, Jalen, you know, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, like, like, dude, you know, they got it all, right? Celtics, right? But, you know, they're really struggling against the Heat right now. And I only see the Heat, you know, dropping a 3-1 lead because Eric Sprosha is, like, legitly, you know, great coach, right? Like, he is super legit. And, like, I just don't see how Miami, like, you know, doesn't win now. Like I was, I was off that Miami, you know, bandwagon because like I was thinking, like, dude, like, yeah, they're a good team, but like, you know, like, eh, you know, they're, they're they're like relying on like a lot of rookies and stuff. I did not anticipate, you know, Goran Dragic, you know, dipping the fountain of youth, right, becoming, you know, prime, prime dragon on the Phoenix Suns days, right, when you know Goran Dragic was giving you like nineteen and. And seven back in the day where he made the all-star thing. I think he gave you like 19 to seven. Like something around that range, right? And he was almost leading the Suns to a playoff, you know, spot. And he wasn't really doing that well, like, from what I remember on the Heat. Like, until like later on in the playoffs, like he he turned it up. I'm like, whoa. Like, you know, they're relying on the rookies a lot. Kendrick Nunn has disappeared completely. I mean, I was correct on that. He he hit the rookie wall right in the playoff, you know, bubble happened. Like, he does not get missed whatsoever because he's been, you know, trash juice, right? You got Tyler Harrell. I mean, dude, you know, what can you say about Tyler Harrell, right? I mean, this dude's playing off the wall right now. Like, like this dude... Just dropped like what thirty seven on the the Celtics, like the youngest player to do that besides Magic Johnson. To fight the rising war. Since when do you dance? Oh, Fiona, my dearest. If there's one thing I know, it's that love is full of surprises. Late at night, I toss and I turn and I dream of what I need. Hit it! <laughs> yes. I need a hero. All right, I'm big fella, let's crash this party. Like, like, you know, Tyler Harrow, I thought he was going to hit the rookie wall as well, right? That's why, like, that's why I was thinking, like, dude, like, you know, Miami's good, but I think they're the semi teams because, of, you know, the rookie reliance, right? <laughs> Kendrick Nunn goes down, it's fine. Like, Tyler Harrow continued his campaign. Of having a great rookie season. And you know, it shows, right? It shows the great leadership of the Miami Heat culture. You know, Jimmy Butler. You know, Bam Adebayo. What can you say, bro? Bam Adebayo is so good. Like, like this dude is playing the Draymond Green role for the Miami Heat. He's playing, like, elite defense. 
You know, he can pass, play make, whatnot. Great rebounder. Like, I mean, it's probably an unpopular opinion, but, you know, I think I think Bam Adebayo is just as good as Draymond Green, right? You know, just as good as Draymond Green. Like, dude plays elite defense. He's probably a better rebounder because he's probably taller. That's why. You know, he's not, the be- he's not a better playmaker than Draymond Green, but, you know, he can play make. You know, with his assists, right? I mean, this dude, Bam Adebayo is giving you 20-20 in five games, maybe triple-double games as well. Versatility on this dude is insane, right? And he deserves to get paid in the offseason. Like, Miami should keep him. Like, dude, easily better than Whiteside has ever been, right? No wonder they decide, like, you know, Whiteside, get the hell out of here. Your lazy ass does not deserve to be on the Miami Heat. And the reason why they paid Whiteside is because, dude, you know, Whiteside had that defensive player of the year campaign where he was averaging like the most blocks in the league and they had to like you know give him that max right because of the uh cap space increasing and like you know what you either pay d wade or you play you pay white side right so they had to pay white side because he was younger but d wade said you know peace out i'm going to the bulls you know hindsight's 2020 and you know should have traded white side right hindsight is 2020 but you know, D-Wade should have been a, a lifelong, you know, Miami Heat. But, you know, it is what it is, right? This just makes... It, is, it looks ugly when this dude's on the poles. And the Cavs, right? It looked disgusting. I'm like, ugh. It's cursed images right there, but... Whatever, it's right. But, I mean, yeah, theoretically, only the Celtics, I think, can match the Lakers. But, dude, they get, they get smashed too, probably, right? I mean, you know, this struggling is the heat. And, and, I mean, theoretically, you also make the argument that, you know, the heat can take the Lakers as well, right? Because the the heat defense is basically what you're expecting the Clippers to be, right? I mean, think about it. You got, like, elite wing players, on the defensive end of the Miami Heat with Jimmy Butler, you know, you got Jay Crowder, you got, you know, high IQ, you know, stuff like Andre Godala. Although, you know, Andre Andre Godala is getting really cooked right now by Jason Tatum, but you know, whatever. You know, theoretically, they can probably also take the the Lakers, right? Because like, dude, you know, you know, once once LeBron gets in, premier to try like, you know, Break down the defense. Jimmy Butler, Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder watching, right? I think I think there was a stat like a long time ago. I forgot where the stat was, but Jimmy Butler was statistically the best LeBron defender according to advanced analytics, right? He was he was at least top three. At least top three, I, I believe. I think he was number one. I gotta find that stat somewhere. Check it out, but dude, it's be interesting to see, like you know, how how sweet karma would it be to see the Heat play against Miami? I mean, fuck, I fucked that one up. Um, how sweet would it be for you know Miami to see LeBron in the finals and take the championship from him, right? 
how sweet would that be? Like, you know Pat Riley's thinking, like, dude, this traitor ass, you know, dude left us to die with Chris Bosh and D-Wade. Like, like, you know, Pat Riley said, don't, like, we got something going on. Don't just leave, right? And Grip. <laughs> you know, media, uh, Heat players, organization, you know, all of our fans. You got to get a grip. This stuff is hard. And you got to stay together if you got the guts and you don't find the first door and run out of it <laughs> if you have an opportunity. I didn't come down here 19 years ago for a quick trip to South Beach and get a suntan. I can guarantee you that. And, um, and I don't think they did either. And so I think all of those guys, you know, that have come here have gotten exactly what they wanted. They got the best competition, you know, on the biggest stage. And um, we won two of them. They have the right to pursue those options and think about those options. And, you know, whether they, they stay the way they are or whether they opt out, then we'll know what we have to do. But uh, I don't take anything away from what LeBron had to say. Uh, don't just leave, like, continue to build on what we have and let's make another run. Obviously, he's talking, you know, he's obviously he's talking about LeBron, right? Except, you know, LeBron said, peace out. I'm going to Cleveland, build another super team where, you're, where I'm getting Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. You know, deuces, right? You know, younger, you know, players that can play the same role as D-Wade and Chris Bosh, right? Which, which they did. So, I mean, you know, you know, Eric Spolstra deserves, deserves so much credit for, you know, for this team. Like, dude, this guy's elite, elite of the elite coaches. And, you know, it's going to be a fun series for, you know, Lakers and Miami. Like, I mean, I'm thinking Miami's winning already. So, I'm, so I'm assuming you know, it's going to be a, uh, a great series. But, I mean... Just by thinking about it, like, can they really beat the Lakers? You know, I'm, I'm really thinking the Lakers in six, but, you know, uh, you know we'll see. We'll see what happens because Jay Crowder cannot buy a bucket right now, and this dude's averaging, like, 60% from three against, like, the Bucks. So, similarly, you know, maybe, you know, you know something happens, right? Because... Cause you know some, cause you know some of these these teams are getting punked by the Lakers, and I don't think the Heat are gonna get punked by the Lakers, right? They're gonna fight back, and there's gonna be a lot of like physicality going on. But it's only we'll see what happens, how much the refs, you know, allow physicality with this stuff. But we'll see. You know, this is the segment that I want to talk about. You know, in regards to basketball lore, right? We got to talk about Eric Spolstra. And, you know, Eric Spolstra should finally get more credit than he should deserve. I mean, this guy is the elite of the elite. People forgot basically just how good Eric Spolstra is because of the teams he's had recently. But that's just how good Eric Spolstra is. I mean, think about the previous Miami teams, right, that have made it to the, the playoffs, right? You got, like, 
these players that just aren't as good at all. I mean, I mean, think about it. Like, you know, what was the last time that Miami got into the playoffs? Um, let's see. I'm thinking, like, it's been a while, huh? This might, I actually you know what this might be, like, the most recent playoffs that the Heat have been. It's been a while. And the reason for that is, you know, Eric Spolsch is that good of a coach where, you know, Miami Heat aren't really tanking. They haven't even been tanking at all. Just by looking at it, like, there are times where you think, like, the Miami should tank. I mean, they got Justin Winslow, and they got, like, you know, these players, you know, Derek Jones uh, Jr. They got Bam, like, at the time, they're like, I'm thinking, like, dude, they really need more talent because they're just a middle-of-the-pack team that barely can make the A spot and they can easily not make the playoffs, right? They just need a tank, but, you know, Eric Spolster and Pat Riley don't believe in tanking, right? That's the culture of the Miami Heat where, you know, you just keep on playing, you just get 100%, 100% effort, and then we'll go from there. And it's been established, like, for so long already where, yeah, they, when was the last time Miami got, like, a top, you know, 10 pick, right? Just think about it. <clears throat> like, the last probably top 10 pick that they got, from what I remember, is D-Wade, right? And that's 2003. So, you know, he had been trucking along. And, you know, when Eric Spolster started, people had a lot of questions, right? And he's grown a lot throughout the years. People, you know, Pat Riley gave him a chance. And Pat Riley saw in him, you know, what, you know, a, you know, a future prospect coach that could become probably, you know, the best coach in the NBA, right? That's what he was thinking, right? Pat Riley... Use exposure as an extension of himself, as well as allow you know exposure to continue to grow. Right when the big when the, he first got hired, right the big three, LeBron James wanted this dude fired. Right, people forget that there is a lot of contention in the the big three because of the expectations they gave upon themselves. Right, <coughs> and. You know, obviously, you know, that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight championships, right? Expectations are going to be high. If you're going to say some stuff like that, like, all right, fine then. You know, at least get one. And, you know, Miami Heat struggled, like, a lot in, the, in the, the season. Like, I remember, they struggled a lot. Like, they were losing a lot of games that they shouldn't be because just basically off their talent. And, you know, you zoomed into LeBron James' shoulder checking, you know, Expulsion just subliminally, you know, show, you know, the whole world that dude, this dude sucks, right? Like this dude does not deserve to coach me. And there's a lot of whispers of, you know, hey, maybe you should fire Expulsion, right? Because you need like, because he's a rookie coach, like you need someone to take the reins. And LeBron James wanted, you know, Pat Riley to, to coach the. Miami Heat, right? But my, but you know, Pat Riley, you know, 
he doesn't allow players to dictate what goes on in Miami. It's him who's the GM. And, you know, they they don't allow, like, a lot of player power, you know, power plays compared to other teams, right? It's, you know, Pat Riley's way or, you know, you better, you better, you know, show your ass to the door. Basically, so he told LeBron James, bro, this ain't Cleveland. We can do whatever you want. So this is Miami, you know. And then there's a lot, lot of, you know, bumps and roads, bumps in the road for the Miami Heat. But, you know, two championships in four years, right? Like, you know, people want to say LeBron James has never had a great coach. I mean, it's, it's a talking point that people want to say Eric Spolstra is a great coach right great coach um David Blatt is you know a championship caliber coach where he never really fully got a, a chance to implement what he believed in right but he is a championship level coach from the from Europe right so he never you know after his like first year, and then there he loses to the Golden State Warriors. Second year, middle and middle of the season, he gets fired. Right, he gets fired when they're like they had a great record. So, what does that tell you, right? You know, LeBron James power play where he says, you know, it's my way or the highway. Can't do that in Miami, right? Where Eric Eric Spoelstra, if it was any other. Franchise, Eric Spoelstra would have got fired, like, easy, right? Because LeBron James, you know, wields that much influence. And, you know, you can tell, like, you know, people want to say, like, hey, you know, LeBron doesn't do this, LeBron doesn't do that. Yeah, LeBron does does that stuff, right? He's the GM for a reason, dude. He's had the most trades from any player and during, like, the Cleveland Cavaliers, like, era where he came back. Like, there's so much trades that... The Cavaliers did just to appease LeBron, right? I mean, in this last year with the Cavaliers, like, dude, they had to revamp the team because of how bad they were doing during the stretch. Like, it was so bad. I mean, I remember, like, in the beginning of the season where they, they had, like, what, D. Wade, Derrick Rose... Jay Crowder and all them, and then and people were saying, "Dude, this is the deepest team that LeBron's ever had." You know, like, yeah, there's no question that you know they're gonna go to the finals, right? And then you know they're starting to implode, and they trade D Wade back to Miami. They trade like you know Derek Rose, you know Jay Crowder to like the Utah Jazz. They're, like they're like a lot of trades. You know Larry Nance, you know Jordan Clarkson going to the Cavaliers. And you're like, dude, like this dude has a lot of power, bro. When it comes to team, team building, you clearly, you clearly can see that. I mean, he did it for the Lakers too, right? Like, you know, Rob Palenko's asking input for LeBron James and Anthony Davis during the offseason. Well, I mean, who do you want? Like, listen to that, listen to that, right? So, you know, Eric Spostra has come a long way from that shoulder bump. And, you know, it's going to be 
It's going to be him in the finals against LeBron. It's just going to be some sweet, sweet karma. If the Miami Heat pull out as the winner of, you know, the finals. And, you know, I mean, I'll, you know, it'd be great if, you know, Miami wins, right? You get Jimmy Butler winning his first championship. I mean, I like Jimmy Butler, right? He's come a long way from the Bulls. You know, dealing with a lot of, you know, BS with the, the Wolves, the Sixers. And now he finally gets his place in the Heat, right? Where he's able to be him. And his impact shows. I mean, dude, Sixers are trash. Like, like you would you would pick Brett Brown over Jimmy Butler. When Jimmy Butler was the one trying to hold everyone accountable. I mean, it's like he said, the Wolves as well. Like, he was trying to hold everyone accountable, right? He said himself, you know, Wiggins and, you know, Cat are the most talented players on the team. And he's been here working his ass off. He, they're not as working as much as he is, right? Goes to the Sixers. And he says the same thing, like, Brett Brown, what is this, like... Dude, this film session is basically just like a PowerPoint presentation. We just click, 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 click. That's it. Like, like it explains a lot. Like, the Sixers are not prepared for a lot, a lot of nights, right? So, you know, him going to Miami, you know, help boosting their, you know, their overall play, getting Jay Crowder and Andre Godala for, you know, defensive IQ and perimeter play. You know, Tyler Harris balling his ass off right now. Bam Adebayo has transformed his team to, you know, to play elite defense as, you know, they can. Playing the Draymond Green role. I mean, dude, it is, it will be, you know, great to see. But, you know, we'll see what happens in game one. How, how the Heat deal with the Lakers, right? Because you know, Eric Spolstra has seen LeBron James work in and out. Pat Riley knows a thing or two against LeBron too. So, so you know, we'll see what happens, dude. They should they should pull out that Miami Vice jerseys, man, against the Mamba jerseys. That'd be that'd be pretty dope. But you know, we'll see. I wonder who D Wade's gonna D Wade's gonna who you think. D-Wade's going to rep to win, but I think he's probably going to rep the Miami Heat. I mean, they're going to probably make a big deal of it. You know, oh, you're picking up Miami Heat against LeBron James. Okay, you know, more motivation than LeBron James. You know, these LeBron stands are clowns, bro, but we'll see what happens. And, you know, closing off, I just want to say things of these days. It's looking like things almost sailing back to normal, right? I mean, dude, sports coming back, you know, NFL's playing. Um, dude, I'm going to focus on what the, the presidential debate. Whatever's man, who cares, bro? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be here for the memes, right? And there's gonna be plenty of memes of that. But I mean, dude, California's still on fire. 
seems like less and less people really care about, you know, COVID. I mean, from what I'm seeing, they just don't give a, they don't give a crap anymore. And, you know, it's this, this fear fatigue, probably, of people, oh, no, you can't, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. I've seen people, you know, just do whatever they want, dude. Like, you know, people want to, you know, these media wants to, like, put fear in people's eyes. Like, dude. The only thing that really makes sense right now to people is probably sports and stuff. Just try to get their minds out of the way. But, you know, whatever, bro. I just want to say, I just want to say, you know, all you out there, stay safe. And I'm out. Peace.